Good morning and welcome to Simply Finance. It's Tuesday, February 13th. On today's show, we explore the benefits of fixed income investments and discuss whether financial literacy classes should be a requirement for Massachusetts students. Plus, a Scottsdale financial advisor shares insights on love and money. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Finance. We start off with a shift in focus to the world of finance. When it comes to investing, the stock market is often the first thing that comes to mind. However, to achieve financial goals, it may be necessary to look beyond stocks and consider fixed income investments. Here to delve into this topic is our correspondent for Simply Finance. So Bella, why should investors consider fixed income investments? Fixed income investments, such as bonds, treasury securities, and certificates of deposit offer three key benefits. Firstly, they provide regular income in the form of interest payments, regardless of what's happening in the financial markets. Secondly, they offer diversification. If you only own stocks, your portfolio could be susceptible to higher risks, especially during market downturns. Adding fixed income investments can help reduce the impact of market volatility. Lastly, they offer stability. Bond prices generally don't fluctuate as much as stock prices, making them typically less volatile. Can you elaborate more on the income aspect of fixed income investments? Certainly. The income you receive from fixed income investments depends on the interest rates at which these investments were issued. If you own a mix of long-term and short-term fixed income investments, you can gain some protection against fluctuating rates. When market rates are low, you can get greater income from your longer-term bonds, which typically pay higher rates. And when market rates rise, you can benefit by reinvesting the proceeds from your shorter-term bonds. And how does diversification work with fixed income investments? Diversification with fixed income investments works in two ways. Firstly, bond prices often move in a different direction from stocks. So if stock prices are falling, the value of your bonds might be rising. Secondly, you can diversify within the fixed income portion of your portfolio by owning a mix of corporate and treasury bonds, as well as CDs. What about the stability that fixed income investments offer? Fixed income investments offer stability in the sense that you will always receive interest payments from your bonds if you hold them until maturity. If you sell your bonds before they mature, you could get more or less than what you originally paid for them. However, bond prices generally don't fluctuate as much as stock prices, making them less volatile. To maximize the stabilizing effects of bonds, it's advisable to stick with high-quality bonds rated as investment grade by independent bond rating agencies. So how much of an investor's portfolio should consist of fixed-income investments? There's no one-size-fits-all answer to this. It depends on the individual's financial goals, risk tolerance, and stage of life. For instance, as one nears retirement, they may want to consider shifting some of their growth-oriented investments into income-producing ones. However, they'll still need some growth potential to keep up with inflation. The combination of income, diversification, and stability provided by bonds and similar securities should be compelling enough for investors to find a place for them in their investment mix. Thanks for those insights, Bella. Now shifting our focus to education, 
specifically in Massachusetts, where 9 out of 10 students are not required to learn about credit scores, interest rates, and taxes. This has sparked a debate on whether financial literacy should be a requirement for students in the state. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent Celeste. So Celeste, why is this issue coming to the forefront now? David, the issue is being brought to light by Sean Simonini, a 19-year-old college sophomore who earned a full scholarship to the University of Massachusetts Lowell. Despite being a star student, Simonini realized he knew nothing about personal finance. This led him to join his town's school board as a student representative and push for a bill that would make a standalone financial literacy class a requirement for every student in every district. And how does Massachusetts compare to other states in terms of financial literacy education? Currently, 25 states have financial literacy as a graduation requirement, but Massachusetts is not one of them. Neighboring states like New Hampshire, Connecticut, and Rhode Island do require the course. In fact, Champlain College in Vermont, which has a financial literacy center, grades each state on their efforts. Massachusetts received an F. Only 16 out of more than 300 school districts in the state require students to pass a personal finance class. That's quite concerning. What are the potential consequences of this lack of financial education? Simonini argues that we are setting kids up to take on a lifetime of debt without understanding the ramifications. He points out that we are allowing 18-year-olds to sign off on loans that are half a mortgage without orienting them to the financial impacts that can have on them decades down the road. Are there any districts in Massachusetts that do require a personal finance class? Yes, Swampscott is one of the districts that requires a personal finance class. Sue Camperato, a teacher in Swampscott, teaches her students about credit scores, interest rates, stocks, how to save money, and how to file taxes. She believes that this education has never been more important, especially as kids are constantly targeted by so-called money gurus on sites like TikTok. What is the state's stance on this issue? State Treasurer Deb Goldberg, who leads the state's Office of Financial Empowerment, believes a financial literacy course should be a requirement and is hoping lawmakers will move on the issue. She suggests a public-private partnership between Beacon Hill and outside partners could fund the programs in every district. Thanks for that report, Celeste. As we continue to explore pressing issues, let's shift our focus to Arizona, where social equity marijuana licenses designed to prioritize marginalized communities appear to be awarded to large corporations instead. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you shed more light on this situation? Indeed, David. The social equity marijuana licenses in Arizona were intended to help those from communities that have been disproportionately impacted by the enforcement of previous marijuana laws. However, there are concerns that these licenses are ending up in the hands of big companies, which could potentially undermine the social equity objectives. What could be the implications of this trend if it continues? Well, if this trend continues, it could lead to a concentration of power in the hands of a few large corporations, which could limit the diversity and competition in the marijuana industry. It could also mean that the communities that these licenses were intended to benefit may not see the intended positive impacts. Are there any measures being taken to address this issue? It's unclear at this stage what measures are being taken to address this issue. However, 
It's a situation that's likely to attract scrutiny from regulators and advocacy groups who may push for changes to ensure that the social equity objectives of these licenses are met. Thanks for the insights, James. Now, let's shift our focus to the world of cryptocurrency. Crypto Finance's German subsidiary has been granted four licenses by the German Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, or BaFin. This comes as Deutsche Börse, the parent company of crypto finance, is preparing to launch a digital exchange. Here, to shed more light on this, is our correspondent, Abby. So Abby, what does crypto finance do, and what significance do these licenses hold? Crypto Finance Deutschland offers institutional-grade digital asset investment products, custody, and trading. It's already regulated by the Swiss Financial Market Supervisory Authority, or FINMA. The new German licenses will allow it to engage in regulated digital asset trading, settlement, and custody services for institutions in Germany. This is a significant development as it positions crypto finance to play a key role in Deutsche Börse's upcoming digital exchange. Can you tell us more about this digital exchange that Deutsche Börse is planning to launch? Certainly. Deutsche Börse announced plans in November to launch a cryptocurrency exchange targeted at institutional users. The new exchange, reportedly to be called DBDX, is expected to launch this year. It's worth noting that Deutsche Börse acquired a majority stake in Switzerland-based crypto finance group in 2021, and crypto finance already offers products on the SIX exchange in Switzerland. And how does this development fit into the broader regulatory landscape for crypto assets in Germany? By securing BaFin licensing, crypto finance has positioned itself within the markets in crypto assets, or MICA, regulatory framework. Portions of this framework will start to come into force in 2024. It's also worth noting that BaFin has previously rejected a crypto custody license application from Binance while approving Deutsche Bank and United States-based BitGo for crypto custody. What does this mean for the competition in the German digital asset market? Well, Deutsche Börse is also the owner of the Frankfurt Exchange, which operates the Deutsche Börse Zetra Digital Exchange. Baffin has also approved the custody application of Borza Stuttgart Digital Blocknox, a competitor to Deutsche Borza. So it's clear that the German digital asset market is heating up, with several major players vying for a piece of the pie. That was Simply Finance reporter Abby providing us with valuable insights. And on that note, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Finance. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>